0: November Foxtrot, hi David, well done for being the first one, hi Kenny, how are you doing Good Andy?
1: <laughs> Fuck off.
0: <laughs> I just asked how you were doing, I didn't say anything, I Rage. Did a weird little smirk. Evening all, evening Rage, Kenny, David. Um, just to let everyone know, um, I am joined by Andy this week, um, just in case anyone... Looks at his uh his picture and thinks, oh, who's that? It's someone else. I, um, <laughs> yes. Mm. I just wanted I just wanted to look like you,
1: Mike.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, I won't though. lie because we... uh but yeah. <laughs> Hang on, other side, other side. <laughs> <laughs> Rage says, when and when did Jim Earthworm? I oh, was Earthworm Jim during the podcast, or is that supposed to be Andy?
1: normally i get the uh, eddie out of bottom comment yes unwillingly
0: (laughs) paulus wales what happened to him is it a cry for help is he safe
1: (laughs) 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 so just to explain to everyone i was forced to because i'm on a confined space training course and you have to be as smooth as mike for the face fitting. So, it had to come off. So, yeah. Bastards. How did it how go? Did it go? Yeah, first day today, still got another four days of it. Um, haven't died. Learned how to put on a mask. Learned not what to do. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the no <no-fo> baby section. <laughs>
0: <laughs> No-foe kids! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a little puppet of Lance. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> oh, I need a sock. <laughs> um, so, hi to everyone joining us on the live. So, Rage, Fresh Meat, James, David, Kenny, Marky Mark, Steve Carter, Yo-Yo, nofos. I like that. Uh, James Wilkins, uh, Rage, Paulus, uh Marky Mark, Mike Brewer. Uh, Rage says, have you ever had the belongs on a register and can't go within one mile of a school comment? Uh yeah,
1: but that was before I got rid of the beard, so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Paul as well says no juniors, kinda like when no the S Club juniors. had the juniors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna we're gonna go out and hire um, three lookalikes for the for the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be very entertaining.
1: Yeah, finding a bearded baby for Lance could be quite
0: interesting. <laughs> well, to be fair, we could buy in a baby and then attach a beard to it. It doesn't have well, to yeah. be a bearded Considering baby. Considering everyone's just cutting them off anyway. <laughs> exactly. So for those that don't know, and we'll find out, obviously, when Lance joins later on, uh, Lance also had an accident with a trimmer this week. So whilst he has still got an element of facial hair, there is not as much left as there was. No. So... Uh, Yeah, Rachel says, where is my finger pointy? Or dingy pointy, whatever. Um, We'll answer a on a little bit. He's running a little bit late. I believe one of his kids uh, has finished sixth form. uh, Not sixth form. Year six, primary school today. Um, So I think he's got some bits and pieces to holding him up. So uh, when did Nofo engage in human transactions? We're not buying a baby. We'll just get a baby. (laughs) We'll buy the beard. We'll get the baby. I'll start working on one now. we've digressed very quickly (laughs) into human trafficking, which is the classic NoFo podcast. Um, For those that don't know, uh, this is the Q&A episode, so we run one of these sort of every three or four weeks. Uh, If you have any questions, please feel free to throw them into the chat for those that are joining us live. uh, There'll be a few questions that we're also bringing in from Instagram, uh, WhatsApp, and our various socials. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, I'm just going to do this bit now, uh, you can do so on our socials, which is our email at nofochathotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo. And our website is uk. And you can also contact us on our Instagrams as well. So at ninevoltairsoft Airsoft at cool sign underscore Quartermaster or Lance's, which is at the underscore Punished underscore one underscore. Something like that. There oh, you go. Something. Yeah. So have you got any PP news other than the uh, shaven face? Anything exciting this week?
1: Um no i've been converted over to hammock life um I, I bought a hammock for the uh seo uh event that me and lance did mm-hmm. um and i slept in a hammock for the first time and i'm now converted 100 percent done i don't need anything else yeah yeah i was not for, not
0: as warm time. in the winter
1: it is when you've got a minus 40 sleeping
0: bag Uh, No, actually, weirdly, it's not. So something you need to consider uh, with hammocks is base insulation. So where you're above the ground, um, you don't get any thermal padding or anything from the ground at all. So obviously, you've actually got an airflow running under you. So it's something to watch out for uh, because where you're laying on your your sleeping bag, you don't get the same insulation that you do over the top um, where it's all sort of padded up and stuff like that. So it's worth considering a sleeping mat or something like that underneath you. On the hammock, so
1: if I just, I just, throw, f- my, 40, if I just throw my minus forty sleeping bag inside the
0: jungle bag, uh, possibly it's just something it's just something to play around with like when when you that. get some cold weather, um, well, but hammocks are amazing. Yes, 20 rage rage 20. just asked what what hammock did you buy? Uh,
1: I bought the one off of eBay that Lance uses, uh, not eBay Amazon. If you give me two seconds, I shall. Oh, a, the eagle one. I think it's the eagle one. Uh, how'd you bring up previous purchases? As is
0: why oh, are looking that up? Warehouse Rat says could use a poncho liner for the extra layer. You can. Um, mm-hmm. So what you what you're basically looking for is it's something called a uh, hammock underquilt. Um, so that that's the equivalent of uh, the, the product basically. So you can either uh, achieve that through poncho liners and things like that. Um, but it's basically a layer that sits outside your hammock uh, that doesn't get compressed by you and the hammock, if that makes sense. So it, it stops that sort of squashing. Um, you can buy a specific underquilt for them. Uh, one Tigress do one. That's the one I run. Um, you can use uh, uh, just a normal wooby or a jungle blanket or anything like that. Um, you just need an uncompressed layer just running around the outside of you just to retain that warmth yeah. when it when it drops off quite a lot. So hi Terry, thanks for Mike. joining. I yes. don't know if
1: you can. I've sent you the link on WhatsApp to bring it up. It's the nature Ultra ultralight.
0: Ah oh, yes, the old nature nature fun, not nature fern. Na-
1: nature fern, <laughs> nature fun. I thought it was German. And now you said nature fun, I can read
0: it and it does Yeah, it does thing. just say nature fun. <laughs> um, right, give me two seconds. This for some reason doesn't seem to like that link. Uh but yeah, that was, it's very comfortable. That, that was all of us again. Uh. Have you just got? Right, no, no, that was the... Um, I managed to share us. So the, 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 the website that's got the stream on it, I was trying to share that oh, successfully. Right. Oh, You'd think after like all this it. time, oh, I would have f- somehow learned how to do this quickly, but no, it would have been off. Swift. Not. <laughs> there we go.
1: Um, right. but yeah, I was very impressed.
0: There with you it. go, the Nature Fun Ultra Light Travel Camping
1: Hammock. So, did you get the uh, the tartan print one? No, unfortunately not. They were out of stock when I bought it. Uh, I had to. I went for the Ranger Green. That one. So it's basically top. Yeah, basically yeah. top. Because they didn't have cool. that one in stock either. And uh, yeah, it was very well camouflaged. Uh, the other guys didn't notice it until they were basically right on top of it. So, yeah, I was rather impressed. Very, very light, um, but I ran a light kit that weekend anyway. Literally, I just had that and a uh, and the jungle sleeping bag, and that was it for my kit.
0: <laughs> Sorry, it was Danny's coming.
1: like <laughs> yeah. hold the phone. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah. Danny, it's me. I've 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 gone back in. Uh, gone back in age. Yeah. Brilliant. Took two seconds to put up, took two seconds to take down. Um, had to adjust it once, obviously where, obviously my skinny figure was stretching it out after it had been put in a bag for a little while, but yeah, hundred percent converted. I am Yeah. Um, absolutely loved it. And it was nice not having to crawl around on the floor
0: to get out of bed. It was literally just sat there and then you just done. Did you um did you throw a um Bash road at the top or was it purely no, just no, out under was, the stars?
1: It was just out under the stars that night. It yeah. was it didn't drop to, it only dropped down to about 16, 17 in mm. the woodlands, so that was that was more than enough. Um did the mozzie net up on the old uh, uh jungle bag and uh, had a great night's keep. Didn't yeah. get bitten once in the woods, came home, slept out slept outside last night, got bitten to hell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad you've uh, you've converted because um, I-, I am a firm believer in hammocks myself. Um, you know, it's it's just it- it's probably one of the most comfortable nights' sleep I think you can have in the woods. Yes. Hundred um, percent. Yeah.
1: Because everyone else was sitting there clearing away all the rubbish, and I just went dum 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 done. Dum. Even Lance was like, "Look at." Although Lance dug like a little, he burrowed himself like a little weevil <laughs> into the ground. There was like this. he did a dip proper dip little he pit. Went, he just went, and then just laid there and fell asleep
0: for two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lance. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, my fresh mate said it was warm. I must nice. admit, it was a, it was an event. I'm, I'm upset. I missed, but I had my uh, my yeah, my daughter's, daughter's first birthday, so couldn't really get out of that one yeah and unfortunately <laughs> not what I wanted to to, like to be fair no but, Yeah,
1: <laughs> but you had river um, for it as well didn't you so yes yeah it
0: was very very hot um, yeah uh, Kenny says can you bring me a patch to Tottenham, Mike um, I don't generally go to Tottenham that often um, if you uh, ping me a message afterwards Kenny and I'll send you one we, we can sort that out for you it's not a problem um so I actually got, I had a little bit of a spend this week. I bought myself an MSR wind burner one litre personal cooking system. Um, so this is very similar to the Jetboil Flash, um, sort of products that people would know about. Um, it's, this one's made by MSR. There's a few little bits and pieces that are slightly different on it that I do just want to run through. Um, I know there are some people out there going, well, I didn't you just get the Jetboil Flash. Um so there's two key differences I found. So one is, is I don't know if you, this is clear on the on the video, but there's a number of notches along the bottom. Mate, so you don't have that. A second. Oh, sorry. Take up uh, the screen. I'll tell you what. If I do a, there we go. Oh, um, so there's a number of notches along the bottom. So for those with the jet ball, I think there's sort of three attachment points. Um, so you sort of have to rotate that round to find the the lock um, This one actually has one almost every half inch. Um, so that makes it a lot quicker to attach. Um, the other key difference is the actual burner unit itself. <clears throat> so this is a, a radial burning head. Um, the idea is, is that this actually diffuses the heat across that whole head. Uh, the jet boil system has, a, I think it's a naked flame uh, under there, um, whereas the naked flame in this unit is actually buried uh, sort of in there, basically. So, the product here is meant to be more wind resistant. So, uh, a lot of people have done various tests on YouTube, and I encourage you to go and have a look. Um, a lot of the tests have sort of stated that, yeah, you know, the, the Jetboil Flash um, probably does a, a quicker burn to boil water. I think it's probably about two minutes, three minutes, something like that. Um, whereas this is nearer, sort of, four. Um but this will be more consistent in windy conditions. So one of the reasons I bought this is I do a lot of um wild camping on Dartmoor and the like, um where it can get pretty breezy. Um so by buying something that's not sort of cope better with that, it suited my needs. Um but yeah, that was a little uh cheeky purchase. <laughs> is it which as I, noisy? I quite enjoyed? Is it as well? I don't know to be fair. I haven't lit it yet. <laughs> um <laughs> Not a lot, not many of the tests and bits and pieces I've seen have have kind of really covered the noise. I think it is probably the same. I mean, it's a similar sort of system. It's ultimately a little kind of gas burner. um, So I can't imagine it's going to be too dissimilar. But we will do some science at some point. Um, I'm hoping to do a comparison of this. uh, I believe. Have you got a jet ball? I know Lance has a jet ball. Lance has a jet ball. I
1: didn't. I don't have a jet ball. I have a trainer
0: you have a stranger. So we'll do a comparison. I mean, I I've got like the transer as well.
1: Because rage.
0: Well, just because of rage. <laughs> I just felt like I needed to join in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, so I, I gather that basically, my, the long and short of it, the Challenger is a is a generally slower system. Um, but I think it's, you know, you get more pleasure out of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of jet ball systems and light and gas systems are not really... Um, they're not ideal because obviously they, run, they only run on gas once you run out of gas that's it you did um, but for what we do they are quick um, they're simple to use um, they're shut off you know you can turn it on turn it off and it, it's pretty much done you don't have any kind of cool down really to it um, but yeah I'll just a uh, little purchase that I'll do a bit of a test on and we'll uh, we'll see yeah. how that comes out
1: a uh, little update from my science um Obviously, I know from the last episode, I was telling people that I've been trying out the prescription glasses with um, uh, the, what was it, anti-glare coating on it. Um, so last weekend, ran them straight for 24 hours. Um, the plastic lenses fogged up, but the prescription ones didn't. So they're still, they're doing all right. I'm impressed. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah and that was that was proper science that was that was me running around sweating
0: <laughs> <It was> <laughs> <hot>. <laughs> yeah so is it just the um you say it's just that the, the outer plastic has fogged up so was that a significant hindrance or was it like partially um
1: or? no not really because it was just the outer one um and it's because it was on the sawflies. flies um you could literally just use a bit of um, cat's scrap is what I use and I literally I just rubbed it on rubbed it off again and uh, yeah it worked absolutely fine for the whole weekend um, and that was the only that was I, instead of having to do the prescription lenses because when you put it on the prescription lenses they can get a bit blurry because you've got two lots of the film in front of you because you've got it on the plastic and on the prescription but yeah it seemed to work alright I was very impressed
0: hmm yeah nice hmm I'd be interested to see, because um, so basically if you try some of that sort of fog stop or, or something similar on that, whether that would make too much of a difference. Because I know that there's different ways that the lens obviously heats up, isn't there? So you get mm-hmm. the, the, the heat that sort of comes out yeah. of your face directly. And then there's there's sort of breath that can sort of transpire heat and the, the way through. So I'd be interested to know sort of how much of a difference it makes in terms of one or the other. So like whether, whether having yeah. like the two layers, um, like actively prevents like your eyes from heating up the inside of the. the so goggles, with for my,
1: with my body ones, um, I didn't have the, um, uh, anti glare coating on. And I had to put, um, a fog stop or cat's crap on both of the lenses. So I had to put it on the prescription lens on both sides. And then on the inside of the actual body glasses, um because what happens is they actually ended up steaming in between the body glass and the prescription not my face and the prescription mm. okay nice so yeah here we go random bit
0: cool. of science <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh i had a question coming from Ivor Chestikov. um Ivor says, looking for a decent jacket for use on Milsim's a softshell jacket, buffalo smock. What do you guys use? Ooh, it depends what you're looking for. Uh, for me, I've actually got it sitting next to me.
1: I've got a, uh, for my waterproof, I've got a thin AOR-1 uh, US Marine Gore-Tex jacket. Um, you can pick those up from the States for, posted probably about, 80 quid upwards Um, but if you're looking for one just to keep yourself warm a soft shell in my opinion I've got a pentagon one downstairs in grey which I absolutely love Uh, I go hiking in that a lot Um, the only thing is if you are exerting yourself I do find that the the soft shells can get you a bit toasty Um, but other than that I tend to just either run that or the soft shell would be my my two jackets um, hmm. I've never actually got hold of a uh, a buffalo jacket jackets a uh, buffalo was it buffalo smock yes still yeah. on the screen uh, I've never actually got hold to try one of those so but I know they are nice and then in the winter I just use my um um black widow uh be the would be jacket yeah uh, the would be jacket that's if I'm really cold, i use that. And that's quite breathable as well. So you can run around with that and get quite hot. Because I ran it around with, um, you know, when my uh, bladder leaked all over my jacket that time at mm. Octo. Ran around with that. It was reasonably nice weather everyone didn't overheat at all, really. Yeah, that's kind of it.
0: What yeah, so course. I... <laughs> personally, for me, I would generally go with layers. Um, so... Whilst I, I mean I, I own a couple of Pentagon hard hard shells. Uh soft shells, sorry. Um and I've got a couple of smocks as well and sort of various soft shell jackets. I prefer a soft shell jacket to a smock personally. Um I've got a couple of MTP smocks and I find that they are okay but they aren't quite as modern as sort of alternative products that you can buy. Um One of the things I do generally tend to wear is sort of like a a thin fleece layer, like a Norgi or uh, sort of something similar to that uh, sort of. So, u back, Norgi, and then possibly uh, sort of a rain jacket, depending on driving rain or anything like that. Um, If you're kind of going up from that, uh, Hella can do a pretty good fleece um, that I I, I like. Um, All right, mate. Hello.
1: Oh, you look nice. Look at that. It's like... Oh, it's all weird. I don't like it. That's it. all oh, mate, channel. don't. <laughs>
2: I'm going to take three months off till it's all back again. All right, at we're least normal. you've still what got doing?
1: some. At least you've still got some to stroke. I've
2: got a bit. I've got
0: a bit. <laughs> My chin sunk about a foot and a half. Well, there we go. There's a little bit of me that when you both said, oh, yeah, we had sort of reduced facial hair. I was like, yes, not going to be the one on the podcast with all the, the lack of facial oh, yeah. hair. I, I thought you should have might grown like yours those. out. This is me growing mine out. <laughs> Can you not see how long it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Lance, no we'll idea. just finish up the question from I- Iver, uh, okay. looking for a decent jacket for use on Milsim softshell jacket, buffalo smocks. What do you guys use?
3: Ooh,
2: well, for obviously, if you've not got one already, a windproof smock, hundred percent, get one of them. You've got to have a windproof smock, whether it's a Buddha DPM or MTP. But uh, yeah, windproof smock is a wicked jacket to get. Uh, not rainproof, they are sort of showerproof. You can probably treat it. Um, and thermal-wise, yeah, uh, a British Army softy jacket or the new Buffalo type, which is like a pull over the head with a little chair, mat pocket on the chest, half zip. Um, I've heard good things about. It. I'm not got one myself. But I've heard very good things. Or the old school softy jackets, The they've got desert tan on the inside and like OD green on the outside. Uh, then me, two. Bits of uh, kit and and a Gore-Tex waterproof jacket if you needed to, or a, or a poncho or uh, something like that. There'd be three sort of jackety type things I c- you could get um, from the coat point of view. Anyhow, yeah, but definitely a windproof smock, hundred uh, percent one of them, and a uh, and a and a softy or a buffalo jacket, one of them too. Why the beard no. trimming? I know it was an incident I had. <laughs> I do do a reset now and again. Every couple of years I do a reset, right? And I and I build myself up to that reset now. <laughs> this reset was very sudden and, un, un, and un, 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 unscheduled. Um, you Should
1: have seen the message that I, we, we, we oh, got. <laughs> something happened.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had an incident. Yeah, so basically the clipper, the clipper guard I had, I was in conversation. The clipper guard I had, um, I was chatting away, and I just went, and I went, oh
0: fuck. And it was. Oh, it, was, yeah. it appears that somehow our comments are being spammed. Excellent. Hang on. What's this? Do you do you play with your Oh I was gonna read that you one play out. No.
2: Yourself okay, to the hub. I don't play with myself to the hub. Um <laughs> the I don't know what that means. Plays me. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the hub is, but I don't play to it.
1: Right. Sorry, that was my that was my OnlyFans
0: account. <laughs> oh thanks, Rage, not to you as I imagine you're a fat slug creature.
2: Yeah, that's right. Rage there our online security force <laughs> just stepping in there, playing the named? smackdown down for us it's not
0: that even this, Friday either. it's Wednesday oh, no. is, so, that a, uh,
2: is that a premium service we're, uh, for? Yeah. <laughs> come and, back when you're Wednesday wrong day
1: why is she, <laughs> why is she washing her cap why is it wet <laughs> Friday night and washing her cat well, to be next question and next well. question <laughs>
0: next question james wilkins ask any recommendations for dcs modifications the first thing i'm going to jump on this the first thing oh. i would suggest is you can get the little clips that um you attach to uh so it's the front either side of the of the plate um which allows you to clip the sides on and off so none of that tactical velcro noise of sh- as you lift that front panel to then fold everything oh. in um, you can lose all of that. It just makes it a heck of a lot easier to get that plate carrier on and off. Shall I grab quick, my DCS quickly? Yeah, if you can. Yeah. Quick Super clips fast,
1: here we go. <laughs> Don't run into the car. <laughs> yeah, Quick Clips, I think they're called, are not they? Um, Something like that, yeah. yeah. You yeah, can get, like there's various Bell different Pro.
0: brands and things. Um, I will
1: find a link. I've got to admit, I love my DCS, but I found it too hot, personally. Which is why I sold it and went. I moved over to the recon. Oh, there there um, Hi. Hi. So very yeah, much. I think.
2: What's on about these? Oh. yeah. There you go. Assume, yeah. So it replaces the Velcro. So on the back, you fold the Velcro back on itself and strap it down, and you get these. Which think this is a bastard trying to try and do? Right. <clears throat> so what you do? Put my earpiece in. Is so rather than Velcroing, you basically that bit there. Female end goes on the cumberbund. Cumberbund. If you like. And then the male bits on the actual. And that just clicks into that. Like yeah. so. now, Am oh, I earpiece going to fall out again? Oh, my earpiece fall out. This is a really terrible demonstration. I've got no room. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, if I can show you, is that better like that? There we go. So that just literally just clicks up.
0: Yeah.
2: And clicks in. I like nice how and you easy. You've
1: got your tube placed. Sorry? I like how you've got your tube. Oh. So,
2: uh, didn't realize so, so. the camera had slipped down yeah <laughs> but yeah and then you've got a little paracord you do get a little you can use like a grenade wrinkle or something i've got a bit of paracord with three skulls on it because i'm uh because i'm a operator super spot. clutch there you go yeah. so that's that there um you literally just give it a little tug and then out it comes no yeah. tactical paracords uh, no tactical velcro screaming so yeah that's one that's the only mod i've really done to my dcs there she be. <laughs>
0: I mean, one of the advantages with those those clips is obviously once you've got it set up to where you'll you'll find it comfortable, um, it doesn't change. You know, you can literally attach it in and it'll be the same place each time. Yeah. Um, there we go, Marky Mark. Those clips are on eBay with a complete cummerbund if needed. Yes, and so. I think the company is Crydex. K-R-Y-D-E-X.
2: I think it's Crydex. Mm. Um, we look them up on eBay. They're the ones that I got yeah, from them and good. they've been absolutely banging. Really good. They do all sorts of little gadgets and gizmos.
1: I um, I changed the shoulder straps on mine. Uh, you know, the padded loop around. Oh, can you do that? Yeah, so you know you've got the Velcro that wraps around it. To hold, yep. Uh, to, you can literally take that Velcro uh, padding off and uh, put a new one on. And I'll put the uh, Ferrella Concepts on because they're well comfy. And they've got extra padding in them, have they? Yeah, they've got thicker padding.
3: Mm.
2: Nice. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was considering pipe lagging, but it's like, come on, stop being tight and actually just buy something that's actually been made for. <laughs> you can't keep upcycling stuff. <laughs>
0: there
2: we go. Right. There we go. Yeah. It's the kiddies. Yeah. So they are. Yeah. Good bit of kit. Well worth it.
0: They do have a website as well.
2: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. The website I found, um, won't let me take it, back. that's, this was their eBay website. Basically that, that was the one I found. Um, yeah, they do a fair few bits. I mean, the other the other thing I would suggest, personally, is um, if you're running comms, um, it's not so much an actual uh, like modification to the, the DCS itself, but if you're running comms, then try to get like the aerial or anything on your back. Um, you kind of generally... I, I personally find, and this, this will come down to personal preference, but I like to have the radio on the front so I can sort of turn it on and off or kind of get it out and reprogram it nice and easy. Um, but then I've got a, a relocation cable, actually, kind of connected all through the DCS itself, and uh, that brings the the aerial point to like the middle of my back, and then I can have the aerial sort of coming up there. Mm. Um, you could attach um like the VAS Stinger um, that Baz from Gunman sorts out, yeah, so that can kind of run fair. over the top as well. Um, yeah, with your comms, Mike. One thing I think I'm not sure if it's Crydex that do it, but there's a there's
2: a com there's a radio pouch which I've seen on um, eBay, and it's um. It's a pouch. Obviously, you go and you go. You go on your waist or something like that, or on, on the front of your, or on the front of your rig. It's all Molly or, um, or whatever you want to call it, um, and it's got two little retaining clips or like a two little straps. So rather than having to get the radio out, you can see undo each side, and the radio will just come away from the, the pouch like that. so yep. it's, it's like a clear screen.
1: Yeah. Uh, like a map case sort of material. It's, <laughs> um, tap belts. Tap belts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of so that, I've it.
2: not got one of them, but I thought that's quite a cool little concept, really. Rather than having to get the radio out. and no, it's just like yeah. oh, i like, fold it out like a map case and then you can just program it and then clip it back up shut. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I've got my DCs. for a while. I've got these, I've really got well. these on my. Um, where is it? Oh. My comms, I sit. Because you've always got that little void between the your waistband and like the chest bit as well. So I've got on each side of there, I've got a uh, radio pouch which sits actually inside here. Mm. So if I was to do that, you'd be able to see it it's a bit better. If I undo that. So my radio pouch sits there. So it actually goes behind the waistband. So I have a radio there and one on the opposite side. Then I just I can just run up my gubbins all up and it doesn't get in the way then. And plus then if I undo the waistband, I've not got any comms or aerials. I Think oh Christ, I've got to take my earpiece. Yeah, up. see, the I've got mine attached. Go
0: the, mine's attached to the waistband, um, and then all the wiring is all fed through the molly mm, uh, mm. down the waistband. And then I've got I've got it set up because I think the DCS comes with the two clips either side, doesn't it? So you can detach the yes, shoulder. Um, so I've I've got everything set up so that my right side never gets undone, but my left side I could still detach if I wanted to. Okay, um, my so my PTT comes down over my left shoulder on on the um, shoulder strap, and then it doesn't go any further than the clip. Um, but I would, uh, you know, uh, it's not really a, a modification again. But I would personally always try and wire everything in. So if you've got wires running around the kit, try and keep them all nice and tight. Use cable ties and things to kind of. Mm. As if, as if you know, you, you see these really fancy electricians' photos where they, they, they cable tie everything and it's all ni- nicely, nicely organised. The stuff you do. Um, <laughs> you know, having I'm having, having all that oh, stuff. <laughs> you, you say that, and yet he was moaning earlier in the week about how all of these cables go all over the place on his plate carrier. Oh, uh, it's because I change
2: <laughs> rigs, isn't it? It's, uh, I, I can't be asked with wiring and cable tying it all in because I, I run the DCS and I run my chest rig, and I run webbing. It's just like, I've got to undo all that. Or let's just buy three of everything. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Although yeah. I've contemplated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's That's been my theory pretty much. So, um, yeah. So I, I would just suggest if you can make everything sort of as compact as possible. Mm. Um, and try and rage- keep,
2: keep your wiring away from like high traffic areas, like the on un, the undoing points or disconnection points. Try and run it where it's not, there's not a chance where it's going to be pivoting all the time, potentially weakening wires and, and connection points. Try and keep it in like a, a solid sort of area that doesn't move about too much.
0: Rage threw up uh, a comment that says James Wilkins get a weighted plate to put in the back as the DCS are heavy when loaded at the front and will stop the
2: backache
1: mm, 100% I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of weighted plates anyway
2: I definitely want to get one for the back and wide, weight,
1: weight of mine 100% I shall be talking plates. to Rage about that the whole thing is the, the designed to be carrying weight and airsofters don't put weight in it so then they go oh it's rubbing or oh, it's, it's moving around a lot, stick a weighted plate in it and it works absolutely fine. Hmm. See, I run weighted plates in the front and back of mine,
2: and a really heavy Bob LMG. Really. You're such a guy. <laughs>
1: I've
2: never with your big I'm shaved amazing. face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. One other thing I would suggest with anybody running a plate carrier is consider if you're going to be carrying a bag around as well. Um. So for, I mean, we've, we've had this chat many, many times in terms of plate carriers generally kind of being more appropriate for CQB. So on that that kind of environment, whereas Woodland's probably better suited to a, a belt setup, harness setup and the like. The, the, the plate carriers, if, you, if you've got a plate carrier with loads of pouches on your back, A, you can't reach those pouches. So that equipment that you've got on your back is either short-term storage that you're going to be putting there, taking the plate carrier off to access it and then putting it back on. It's going to be stuff that your team are using. So I'd always suggest having a little pouch on your back, potentially with a couple of Mark fives in it. Um, if you're going to be doing room clearance or anything like that, that obviously the person behind you can access. So when you're um, on point down the corridor, you know, and you need to flash a door and they don't have a Mark five, there's one on your back and you just say, grab the one out of my back pouch. Job done. Um, mm-hmm. Be, please be careful storing any pyro in, in a place on your body. That's not overly accessible. Um, because, you know, yeah, yeah, Harry Badger, not not in the chat at the moment, I don't believe, but he had some pyro go off on him uh, and caused some fairly serious yeah. burns. In his pocket, um, so if you are going to put it there, be able to take your plate carrier off quickly if that stuff goes off or starts, you know, you've got some you, sort yeah, of I issue. mean,
2: if you, yeah, like we said, I mean, I think err on the side of caution with that one. If you can't get to it yourself, then don't put it there. It's got to be yeah. easily accessible and you and it's got to be in a position where you can get rid of it really, really quickly. Yeah. Now, running it in a day sack is not so bad because you can, as long as it's not attached to you, you can just you sh- swing the shoulder straps it, yeah. off and, and chuck it, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Don't run it in your trouser pockets, leg pockets, mat pockets, in your normal pockets. Anything that, that moves that a way. lot,
0: I find, don't, don't put it in there, nah. basically. Mm. Um, but but if you're going to be tabbing around with a Bergenon or a day sack, or you're, you're, you know, you've got some Intel, or um, for example, uh, Octo obviously have the deployment bag as your regen pack. Um, if you're going to be carrying that around, you don't want to have a load of stuff sitting between the bag and your back, because all it's going to do is make everything uncomfortable. Bags are obviously designed to sit as close to your body as possible, um, so just consider that. If you're going to be, if you're going to have lots of stuff on your back, and then also carry a bergen around, that's not not ideal. Um, having said that, if you've got a, a backpack or sort of these mounted day packs or the like, um, I mean, uh, Rage, sorry, has just said that. Um, you can get one of the Warrior back panel backpacks and put a one, two litre, three litre hydration pack in that will obviously balance it out for you too. And that's yeah. what he does.
1: Mm-hmm. Shut up, uh, my Agilite one. It has that quick detach bag mm. on mine, so I can literally take my bag on and off of my plate carrier without actually having to do much. And that's got my water in it and things. Mm. And so if you're going to run a day bag, yeah, that's it, it, it's fine. But if you're running a Bergen, all weekend, like we did last weekend, so there's you don't want anything on your back. Yeah, you don't want it. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to humped up that hill with a plate carrier on and that Bergen sitting that far away from my yeah, back. You've got something else They're there. Yeah. I mean, I always
2: keep the back of mine empty um, for vehicles and stuff like that. It's a ball. I mean, it's a ball like getting in a vehicle yeah. with a plate carrier on at the best of times. But when you've got like a, an assault pack zipped on or anything else, then it's just yeah. So. So yeah it's just
0: leaning forward, just I like yeah. can't move. Just against the window. Yeah.
2: He's uh, going to get out now. <laughs> yeah, the tactical fall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tuck and roll, Lance. Tuck and roll.
0: It might be what Kenny we were talking about when I was at Tudnam last month. A smoke grenade went off in Marshall's leg pocket. It possibly Ooh. was Harry then, because um, yeah, he did. Was. Yeah, I think was. He, he does play at Tudnam quite a bit. He does. Um, yeah. Just while just while Kenny's on the chat, uh, he was asking if any of us are going to the um, Gunman 20th anniversary uh, event. Um I can't make it unfortunately. Um my wife has a, st- a hen do this weekend and I I'm babysitting. Um, but yeah, if uh, anyone's interested in going to the Gunman 20th birthday event that is I believe this weekend.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, 22nd family, to the 24th of July. Family yeah. camping trip unfortunately, but I will should be having a, a many many beers Saturday night to celebrate. Yeah.
0: I'm having a It'll be night. raising raising glasses to Gunman because they've I mean, 20 oh, years. Of
2: indeed. It's That's pretty a good. huge achievement good and they and they're a fantastic bunch so um I will gladly get pissed for them this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> around a campfire. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: are we any more questions? No, not yet. So, if anyone wants to throw another question into the chat, yeah,
1: Paul, um... Paul Wales. Paul oh, Paul sorry, Wiles. did I miss one? You didn't put oh. the in front of it.
0: Can I run a day sack if I have nods? <laughs> no. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a night sack. Come on, Paul. <laughs>
0: Um, whilst more serious questions are coming in, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah And um, sorry, Rage. I know. I know it's not babysitting. I just mean in terms of it's looking after the kid. That's what I mean. It, it's, um, My yeah. missus gets the right time when I call it babysitting. Well, it is babysitting. babysitting. <laughs> you are sitting the baby. You are yeah. looking after the baby. I, I. I know. I know what they're. I know I what saying, Rage so is this getting. A paid at. gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <a> paid gig. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in any way suggesting that it's not my responsibility to to look after her or anything like yeah. that. And I really enjoy spending time with her. We've, we had great fun yesterday. Um, Sidetracked massively. We went to Blue Water. Um, fun fact: Blue Water isn't air conditioned. Uh, for anyone really? that's interested, no, it has a natural airflow system. Because I had a chat with the concierge desk about. This, when I went in there, oh, that must um, have been an interesting chat. Hello, my name's Mike. Who <laughs> have an oh, air yes, conditioning long, system? Uh,
2: yes, Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions, please.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, but they, they don't have an air con system, they have an, uh, an air uh, natural airflow system. Some of the shops have air conditioning, not all. It was interesting to see how they coped. Um, uh, did you yeah. only frequent the, uh, yeah. the air conditioned stores, Mike? Yeah. No, I went in a few different shops actually, but it was interesting that a lot of the outdoors type shops didn't have air conditioning oh, it's like because yeah we're hard rugged hard. we're hard yeah. like all, yeah. all the staff yeah. are like oh i don't want to work here anymore <laughs> <laughs> it hurts <laughs> have
1: you yeah. ever watched uh, family guy mike yes yeah do you know the uh, character that they bring in uh, sir borington
3: oh yeah yeah
1: so this is an airsoft channel, but we're going to talk about air conditioning. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. And, uh, uh, talk of that. Air no.
0: We are going to talk about our 100th episode raffle. So Woo. we recently, there was this week actually, we released on our website um, our 100th episode raffle. Um, I can tell you for a fact that very few people have seen it because um, <laughs> we have had no uh, no sure. entries into it at all. Um, but all the details are on our website. The way it works is that you donate some money to the RBLI. Um, I had a chat with the RBLI following um, some of the comments raised. I know Rage was um, quite keen for us to kind of find a charity that deals with PTSD. So I actually spoke mm-hmm. to the RBLI um, to ask them a the question. They do they do assist with PTSD. They also assist uh, a number of other charities. So if they, they basically end up with a pot of money and they distribute some of that money out um to other charities as well to help out basically deal with things that they can't deal with directly. Um one thing that was interesting is the RBLI wants to make it very clear that they are not associated with our podcast. Um the reason being and I to be fair, I hadn't thought about this, they don't want to be promoting uh MILSIM for PTSD sufferers. Um which I think to be fair is perfectly valid. Um yeah. So the RBLI, I should make it clear, are not directly associated with our raffle. Um, but the way we are raising money for them is through uh, a donation to the RBLI on our Just Giving page. Again, mm-hmm. details of that are on the website. Uh, and then you then need to register your donation. This is very important. You need to register it on our website so that we can match up your donation to our raffle system and our raffle prizes and our raffle process. Uh, and we will then allocate raffle tickets. I said raffle way too many times there, uh, and then on our hundredth episode, we will be pulling those out of a hat, um, and then Any basically, hat we're going to use, or uh, yeah. I, I think we might we might have a, a, a special hat. Um, we'll wait and see. Oh. <laughs> we're going to use your hat, Lance. <laughs> we're going to have to tape up the front to fit all the uh, the tickets <laughs> in there. Um, but yeah, so the the idea is is that we're we're raising money, and just to clarify, in that donations to the rbli does not necessarily automatically enroll you in the raffle you have to put the thing in our website we will then check your donation and then uh, the way that the raffle is working is that you give a donation and then we through the generosity of us and our sort of supporters and all the various people that have given us gifts um, are going to allocate you some raffle tickets to say thank you for that donation and, and that enters you into the raffle yeah. um and it's very important i make that clear because otherwise we are in breach of the gambling commission <laughs> <laughs> God, I have done a lot of research on this in the last few weeks, and it is it's a minefield. Way, way too crazy the things you've got to do to,
2: to, to raise some money for a charity. It's, it, really? it's
0: ludicrous, but the problem is, is that ultimately it is a form of gambling, so you have to comply with that. Um, we're not getting any financial gain from it, so that's another thing that's important to understand. But the full terms and conditions that I've written out after much, much, much research are on our website as well. There and there's actually a box you have to tick to say you've read them. So, Marvelous is done like done. Oh dear. Hey, but yes. That's
1: why we love you because me and yes. Lance did fuck all. No, you read them. <laughs>
0: just, you read, read through and gave me a bit of a steer. We had. Uh, I think Lance was busy at the time. Conveniently. Beard <laughs> we we
2: incidents. Yeah. In at yeah. the time, I wasn't to have done it. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, uh, if you'd like to participate, uh, details on our website, and um, we'll be floating a variety of photos around on the socials as well. Um, we've had a number of very, very exciting prizes um, already attached to the raffle um, yeah. through the help of sort of Defiant Airsoft and Empire Airsoft. Um, we'll also be trying to get some more prizes to add to that pile. Um, we want to sort of try and raise as much money as possible. I think our target's £500. It um, mm. would be cool if we maybe hit a grand, yeah. that just personal. That would be cool. Um, goal, yeah. we never do this. And I just want to make this clear that we never ask this, but please share the shit out of this. Um, the more people that we can get this out to the people yeah. that can see it, the more people that we have a chance to try and raise a little bit of extra money. Um, I'm not asking anyone to join November Foxtrot like us, anything like that. The only thing that you need to do, and this is just purely the mechanism on our website is so that we can register the tickets. And that's this whole gambling commission thing. Um, but please, please share the photos. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. If you want physical printout copies, let me know. I'll send them to you. Um, but just try and get it out as far as wide. It'll be just really cool if we could hit our hit our target of five hundred pound. That'd be awesome. At the end of the day, yeah. it's
1: not about us. It's about the people no. that you're going to be donating to. It's exactly. You know, the yeah, you're going to be helping a lot
2: of people that are going through a lot of bad stuff. So um, yeah. any any money that we can raise is going to go towards helping those guys exactly. and girls, uh, both serving and and sort of veterans and things like that. So. All good things. Yeah. All good things.
0: Uh, right, we had a question from Rage. How do you keep your Yukara going if you just do mill Sims now?
2: ooh that's a good question. Do three Mil Sims within three months of um, at the <laughs> yeah. same mill Sim site?
1: <laughs> I, no. I, to be honest, I just I just do the three skirmishes at the end of the three three years. I think it's valid for.
2: No idea. I haven't bought a new so, gun for yonks.
0: Yeah, or just buy second hand. No, I didn't Or buy second hand. Yeah. Although hand. technically with second hand you should still have a defence, just like to put that out there. But your defence yeah. could be your
1: if you're part of an airsoft team, uh yep. that's your that's a valid defence. Your car isn't everything. Um from what I understand, as long as you've got, say, a membership to a airsoft club or airsoft team, or if you're a defiant member, for example, um, or what do they call them? One of their special players. Um that sort of dispensation for it as well mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. It, basically you've just got to prove it but weirdly a firearms license does not cover you to no shotgun any. licenses no, stuff
2: like that no. don't cover you no
0: so it has to be something.
2: reenactment counts kenny there says yeah reenactment teams yeah
0: yeah your car as you prove, only lasts a year as well i think we said it
2: was
1: about year.
0: three years but
1: yeah um but yeah literally as long as you can prove to the officer at the time or the shop at the time um, that you have a valid defence for buying a non two tone weapon, then most shops your car is just the easy version. For me, I mm. just I just go and play three games at the beginning of the year. It's not I
0: hard. think I think there are some shops that kind of use it as a be all end all. You know, if you mm. haven't got your car and then don't want to deal with you because it's it you say it's easy, but fundamentally it's easy for them. So if you haven't got it, you know, yeah, it, it's it's a kind of a catch-all, isn't it, for not having to deal with that issue. Um, I th- personally, I think it's probably easiest to go and do a couple of skirmishes. Ultimately, you know, we we always say this: it it's good to test kit out every once in a while. Um, you don't have to take them as seriously. There are a couple of days. Um, you get obviously the opportunity to meet a couple of extra people. Just just have a bit of fun with it, you know. At the end of the day, Um, that's if you want to go down the Yukara route. Um, For me personally, the guns I've purchased, I've gone to um, various suppliers and that that I know. I can obviously talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I can have that chat. So, for example, Kenny or uh, Shane from Ultimate uh, Ultimate War Games. I think he does some sales as well through his store. So, you know, the people that we've met and the people we deal with. There's a lot of these shop owners as well that go to Milsims. Um, so have a chat with them you know they might be able to source you something um, yep. but come, yeah Yukara's easiest come along to
1: uh, any Rift off site yeah there you go that I, that I will Airsoft, be there at you go. and uh, we'll, uh, we'll sort you out some Yukara uh, sign off sheets and you get to see me in person without the beard
2: amazing no, so amazing more, that's it you? sold me on it sold <laughs> me on coming yeah. <laughs> afraid of the dark yeah, i afraid of the dark
0: uh, uh, up. There was okay. a couple of questions. I'm just going to run back. Uh, Kenny yeah. says, "How much are the tickets for the raffle?" So, again, it's it's done in the form of donations, but it's basically it's five pounds um, constitutes one ticket, uh, up to a maximum of four. Uh, if you donate twenty pounds, though, we will throw in an extra ticket for you to say thank you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if that makes sense. So there is a breakdown again on the website. I was I, I thought that this might be a fairly common question. So there's a breakdown to kind of explain how the ticket. Prices and things work, uh, but it's all on there. Uh, Coolio. James says, "Will you be at the Octo game in November?"
2: Oh, potentially. I don't think there's anything in the schedule <laughs> for November yet. Um, could well be. Where's it at? Is it Battlelegs? Yeah,
0: no, this one I believe is a different site. This is their new American one, um, which I believe is going to be in the Mall 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 somewhere up north.
2: I, not really not sure. the Reading. I was going to say, not Reading one then, I thought, Christ, has that come back? No,
0: it's not the Reading one, they did tell us at the last event, I won't lie, I sort of forgot. Um, <laughs> battle it's lakes somewhere apparently. up north. Oh, James <laughs> just said Battle
2: Lakes apparently.
0: Oh, Battle Lakes, oh, I thought they were going somewhere different. Maybe I got that wrong.
2: Compete, Potentially, yes. There's a good chance there will be.
0: Yeah, Probably November's yes. looking pretty free. Yeah. Have you, um, Andy, have you booked on to NAF yet? No.
1: Ah,
0: uh, I'll <laughs> be at NAF. That. Andy might be there. It's um, not fully booked yet, is it? No, it's not fully booked. I just want to get you booked in yeah. so I know you're going. I'll just turn up. Oh, i might just yeah. have- yeah. be there.
2: I'll do it on a day, would not I? <laughs> just wing it. Yeah, whatever. Well, Lance, Lance <laughs>
0: can't make it because he has a prior commitment.
2: I do have a prior commitment, yes. And you have direct, direct knowledge of that. and I have know direct of your knowledge your, of
0: that. I did ask. Um, oh, it might be more, yeah. Thanks, Dan. Um, yes, uh, so Stony Strikes asked, um, "We're going to NAF, and what teams you're on site?" I'm booking onto Bravo. Um, <laughs> Not <again>. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> uh, I'm booking onto Bravo. So, uh, for those who don't know, the National Airsoft Festival has three different teams. You have Alpha, Bravo, and Delta. Uh, Delta tends to be the more, I would say, carefree players. Not to say anybody doesn't care about the game, but they are the kind of more loosey-goosey stormtroopers. Stalin, comrades, like anything goes in terms of loadout. Um Delta is the exact opposite of spectrum. That is your <laughs> ultra cry. Um everything. You know, proper, goes, yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna run this as a MILSIM type event. It's all gonna be super, super um, multicam. And then Bravo tends to be the kind of more mercenary side of things, so it's a little bit kind of in the middle. Um I've always gone with Bravo, so I'm gonna go that to uh oh, I'll, just, I'll just I'll just do it anyway. Oh,
1: probably. I'll just probably be sitting at the camp, drinking, giving out patches and <laughs> stickers. So just, I'll be like that. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and find me. Come, come and find along. me. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Kenny's going. He's come to see. Yeah, Empire
0: Airsoft, I'm going to NAF just to smack your ass, Mike. Thanks, mate. I will forward it. <laughs> uh, there'll be a public viewing of that at 3pm uh, on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a, a public a, one as a well, public, a, well. A invite. public
1: flogging of Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll invite Friday, Friday,
0: uh, wet cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> went there, yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have a chat with him and let him know. Um, right, hang on, because the chat's got a bit crazy now. Uh, Mark Mark, raffle is the UK only. Yes, it is the UK only, unfortunately. Um, basically, it's to do with the postage of stuff, all the raffle prizes and the like. Um, some of mm-hmm. the things we, we're giving away directly, um, we just can't afford to uh, post them out internationally, so I apologise for that. So... Uh, warehouse wrap forgot the question 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 mark question. not sure
2: for is there a question is there a question it oh sorry
0: wrap? sorry <laughs> further up it's the raffle for the uk uh, eu only so it's just for the uk sorry warehouse yep. wrap um we in the future in the future you know if we can we build our so. Our, our advertisements and we can somehow raise a little bit of money without making it too advert heavy then yes we would love to give stuff away to guys in Australia um, girls in Sri Lanka um, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore but <laughs> now, you'll end up digging a hole Just stop yeah I know um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah so we, we just can't afford it at the moment sorry um, uh, Marky Mark if I donate two lots of £20 at different times does that equate to eight tickets it does not so it is Rocky a maximum mark. of four to five tickets per person because we don't want to make it pay to win. Ultimately. I don't, I don't mm. you know, Everyone's feel free to, to, to donate job, as much as you but... like. Um, that's obviously not restricting your donations, but we will only be allocating, uh, four or five tickets maximum to each people. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, anything else? Anybody see any other questions? There was like a whole flurry of comments. There's... Ah, here we go. Any riff sites not down South? Uh, yeah, Bomb Dump.
1: Uh, that's up. Is up north somewhere. It's two hours from my house and I'm Watford. So up the end. Oh, that's right up so there. That's not going to be of short that's, way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, just um, before. Yeah, Bomb Dump. Um, ComSite. Uh, yeah, ComSite 3. That's near Billing Aquidrome, I think it is. That sort of way. Um, and then there's a couple down around my area, um, but they're worth the travel if you if you've got the time. Mm. And they're quite relaxed.
2: What yeah, site are different. you predominantly going to be
1: marshalling at, uh, Andy? Uh, <laughs> anyone other than the bomb dump because it's two hour drive, and I've got to be there at <laughs> six o'clock. In... <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and it's a I've got to be there at six o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that's Midlands Well, that,
2: that it's North for me, mate. There is no Midlands. It's either yeah. South or then there's North.
1: I'm north. I'm north compared to these two guys. I'm the other side of London. Andy <laughs> so, yeah. is our token northerner. Yeah, <laughs> that's as north as we're going. Yeah,
2: I'm working in Uxbridge tonight. That's north for me.
0: <laughs> I went to Guildford once. <laughs> once. I <went> to Guildford. <laughs> um csw limited shout if you want any more prizes i'll happily donate something for the vortex optics range that would be amazing oh, we actually already have work. a um a very kind uh gift of a second hand uh what is it spitfire, really. yeah, spitfire spitfire ar yeah, a, um yeah. but honestly mate if you if you'd like to get in touch that'd be awesome i can drop you yeah. a message afterwards that'd be fantastic please
1: yeah the more we can give away yeah. the more we, chance we got of getting more people drawn in and that's all that's all we want really Uh,
0: James says you guys need to come up to Catterick. I'd love to go to Catterick.
2: Love to. One day, mate, one day, James, we'll be up there. And Rage, we'll be up there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rage says you really are a bunch of shandy drinking southern fairies, aren't you?
1: (laughs) Yep. Uh, I don't know. Shandy's a bit
0: strong for me, Rage. I'm an ale man,
1: thank you very much.
2: I remember me and Rage swigging some shandies and just putting that atomic kitten on and just. I know what gravy
0: and a pasty is. Yeah, and
2: scraps. (laughs) I want scraps of my fish and chips. I know all that that jargon, mate. Yeah, Yeah, I'm down. I know that northern chat. Proper,
0: proper (laughs) southern
2: food. Jelly eels. Yeah. Fire, mash and liquor.
0: Question from Marky Mark. I had slid into Lance's DMs regarding gilly crafting video recommendations and materials to start crafting, and decent fabric dyes for hand-dyeing materials. Silly gilly. I would say, have a chat with yeah, Silly Gilly.
2: Search up a gentleman called Silly Gilly, mate, and he's got videos on videos of yeah. materials, how to dye them, uh, crafting techniques. Even in there's the man himself. Yeah. Um, crafting techniques and stuff, yeah. Um, you look up Silly Gilly. There he is, there he is, there he is, look. He must have been waiting before he said something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And let me try this again now. Or Hutchie. Hutchie Airsoft sniper. Again, <laughs> another good sniper there. They're um, not only
1: sneaky in the field, they're sneaky on the interwebs as well. They are. On the interwebs. <laughs> but yeah, look
2: I up, you know, up Hutchie. Uh, Empire Airsoft. You
0: know, they came on, obviously we had Kenny on uh, last week, the week before. Um, they've got loads of stuff on their website for various materials and crafting and bits and pieces.
1: Yeah. And
2: silly Gilly works there as well. In a little and Silly yeah. Willy mixed bit. it up for him, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that must be his work name. He's Silly Gilly in the field. Silly yeah, Willy. Silly Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to change his, number, his name on my phone now. <laughs> During office uh, hours.
0: <laughs> CSW, please do. I'll get some edge eyewear as well. Sounds like a great course. Thanks, mate. I will, oh, I will be amazing. in touch. You I'll much. drop a message after yeah. the show. Appreciate it. Um... Right, I want to ask you, because it's just reminding me, uh, SEO Airsoft, Edith Moyes, I want to hear about this weekend. So I was waiting for Lance to join before you obviously gave us a bit of a chat about it, but you obviously did your own little private Milsim, which I couldn't attend. How yeah. was it? Tell us all about it. Come on.
2: Well, let's go with Andy first, because obviously I've been, in sort of, I think this might be Andy's sort of first time in this sort of type of Milsim. In, the, whole... in,
1: in the small numbers, yes. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Normally, I've done like, um, rucking with like large numbers with the rear groups and things like that. Um, and this is what I've been after for a long, long time. Um, and absolutely loved it. My lower back, on the other hand, on Monday, did not, but the rest of me absolutely <laughs> bloody loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, the trouble is, it's where to start. Like, even just walking around with your Bergen for what we walk around, what 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, just well, to just sort just, of patrol, long patrol
2: out first, sort of secure, try and find yeah. a location for our harbour area where we were going to sort of like, essentially ditch the bags and then sort of operate out of there. We sort of start putting out patrols and things like that. Um, so that was cool in itself, and I mean the location is obviously we can't share where it is, but it was stunning, absolutely yeah. untouched, just amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, so arrival was, uh, was a few of the guys arrived Friday evening. Um, and they were set up in an area, not uh, to do with the with the game as such, um, at that point. So there was nothing revealed to them. It was just an area of the woodland that they were allowed to camp Friday night. So it's just they could bring they could bring some sort of normal camping sort of stuff like cot beds and things like that if they wanted to um, have a barbecue and a couple of beers. Um, but then they had to be sort of prompt on their toes in the morning to get that kit out of there. Um, and have their, obviously, Bergen's belt kits or whatever they're running and their mains ready to go. And they were very prompt. I I worked Friday night, so I had to go there. I got there about 2 a.m. Saturday morning and just sort of parked my truck up, grabbed my kit, patrolled down to where they were camped out for the night and then just sort of got my head down for a few hours or till about 6. And then it sort of went on from there. Uh, Terry arrived. The other good thing about it as well, which is what Andy, I'm just going to sort of mention what Andy said to me, was that uh, my guys, who are, who are the Hunter Force for the event, had no idea who, how many, oh. and what their opposing force was, Brilliant. which was a really good element to it. Yeah, so, not that. it wasn't like a briefing at the beginning where everyone comes to Op Four and NATO or well, Blue Four come together and you all get a massive briefing. Um, Op Four didn't arrive till Saturday, whereas all nearly all the NATO guys, apart from one guy which was Wayne, who arrived early hours of Saturday morning anyhow, so he arrived for, was out in the field, had no idea who was there. Um, they got a briefing from myself and Terry. Uh, we had, we had, my guys got in, got in, like an in game briefing for me once we reached our harbour area and got patrols going out and stuff like that. Um, and obviously at that point, then they still didn't know who was. They obviously knew that Terry was with the opposing force because he obviously he's SEO and it was obviously under SEO's flag for the weekend. Um, so he'd done his little spiel, safety bits and bobs. Um, there were some additional elements in it, obviously because of the heat. We had um, sections that were required to carry a, a small fire extinguisher with them. Um, you had to be able to see where your pyro dropped. You had to cook your smokes first, yeah. so all the sparking had finished, um, and, one and bits and bobs like with that.
1: Was when you guys put the so we only had a limited amount of water with us. Instead of like loads of people bringing hundreds of bottles, you you guys went round and you put um, big um, water canteens. Mm, yes, right. Full of water at water sources. So you had to if you were running out of water, you had to go to a water source. And it was clean, so you didn't have to take any of the um, stuff with you. You could just pour it in, and you'd be there for what, three, four minutes at a time. With, that's right, with a yeah. You guys so, yeah. all filling up their canteens and stuff. Um, and then literally bugging out before we got caught, filling up from this water source. Absolutely mm, love mm. that. It had yeah. a real element of forward planning as well.
2: Yes, that's right, exactly. Yeah, so we, there is there is water courses that run through the site. There's some sort of like a relatively deep gorge in one area. And there's some small sort of like um, sort of brooks or streams, if you like, obviously dried up due to the weather at the minute. Um, but some of the key uh, sort of like uh, opening points of these streams and that, we did have that sort of jerry can secreted in like the bushes or something right next to it, so you couldn't miss it. Um, so it was a, if you were running low on water, you'd sort of have to think, right, we need to go this way because I need there's a water source here on the map. shown on the map, we'll check it there, see if there's any water. And then obviously guys go around the fence, a couple of guys get the, get the water bottles, get them filled up, dish them back out to the team. Um, so that was a good element, isn't it? is another like Andy said, it's another element where you've got to think on your toes, you gotta to think, right, I've got to be mindful of how much water I'm carrying. Obviously didn't want people carrying like five, six litres each, um, because you're just gonna be sweating even more. So it was a couple of litres each and then through like, three quarters of the way through a patrol, you'd be able to replenish. Um we also have water back at our harbour area, um, and bits and bobs like that. So that was a cool that was a cool side to it. You are almost going down to the river to collect water and things like that and top up and there was no filtration or anything involved. It was clean drinking water in a in a proper water jerry can, you know. So there was no, like, um, having to get like, your, your iodine tablets out the bottom of your bottle and leave them in there for half an hour before you drank it. Potentially getting the shits anyhow, but there we go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was cool. So that was another good little thing that me and Terry sort of spoke about prior to the event and sort of brought that in as a, like another element. Um, but it's just hard going. It was hard it going. It was, yeah. you know, packing smart. Um, nobody went back to their vehicle which was great. And it was trying to get that mindset of, oh, it's right, it's back in the car, I'll go, I'll just nip back to the car quick, mate. It's like, nah, you know, you, you've got your kit and that is your kit. And, um, yeah, I think everyone really that. got behind that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone really got behind it. There was no, I was going to run up to the car quickly and get this. Um, it was all just like, as soon as it kicked off early hours of Saturday morning, um, or well, mid morning, should I say, once we got the briefings now, the way, and that was it then till, till I mean, it was exactly, I think it was exactly 25 hours.
3: Yeah.
2: I think. By the time we'd finished on the Sunday, it was it was to, to the to the minute. It was twenty five hours the event, so it was all through the night, all through the, all through the Saturday day, Saturday evening, Saturday night, through to early as a Sunday morning. We finished around Sunday lunchtime, and it came to a good end. Yeah. It was yeah. yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah,
1: it was. Cool. Only thing that I would say is possibly maybe do a stag <laughs> rotation because we all got slaughtered. Oh, Terry. Well, that, that was we're uh, that f- was that uh, was all fast asleep. Absolutely screwed at that point. Absolutely
2: screwed. But then it was that was like for like, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, it was like
1: for like because we walked up on them and they were all fast asleep as well. So. We did get up on them. So I mean, the the, the
2: element of the event was uh, was uh, an SF team. Uh, we were the SF team for the the country in question. Um, there was a lot of propaganda going on. Um, there was talks of de- like, like de-escalating the nuclear situation with uh, de- disarming nuclear weapons between two rival countries. Um, and it was all going well. But behind the scenes, the country that's asking, that this other country in particular, to uh, to disarm uh, were actually carrying out cloak and dagger missions and this like that. So our task was to kill, capture, photograph this uh, apparently friendly force now. Who weren't supposed to be in our country, but we uh, had intel that they were, um, was that they're going to extract a HVT who had uh, a lot of intel on our on our nuclear plan, basically on our on our on our weapons, power, and our systems and things like that. Um, and that was the, like there was one set piece to that event, and that was the initial ambush. So the initial, I knew what was happening. Obviously, my guys, I'm not going to say dish it out to all my guys, all that sort of information, but got into an ambush position, and we must have been laid up for about. F- about an hour yeah it
1: was about an hour we were sitting there yeah
2: not one gripe no one moaning everyone was focused everyone was just doing exactly what they're supposed to do um we had an enemy force observing our position happened upon our position couldn't get anywhere near it uh tried multiple angles um and that's when it, from there on it kicked off so that's where we discovered that yeah, there was an enemy force in the area we then start gathering intel uh we put in sort of grid searches so there was quite as a large map For the guys that we had it was a very large area to search and at that point they still didn't know how many guys they were against who they were what they were wearing nothing like that at all so there was they were completely blind to the enemy that they were going up against which i thought was just a wicked part of the event in itself yeah so we obviously even up
1: until the last day weren't we we were still guessing that's right exactly yeah right is there four is there five We, just, we, didn't we, we just didn't know. It. Obviously, yeah. I knew,
2: but I'm not going like, yeah. to sort of mention it because I'm not going to spoil it for the guys that are sort of like mulling it over in their heads. It was yeah. quality. It was cool to watch, and even I started doubting myself, I was thinking, yeah, "It must be more than that, surely." <laughs> yeah. But we, stopped, we so we split into a couple. So we have one. I had eight guys with me. Um, or, uh, obviously, a few of them I already knew. Three of the guys I, I hadn't met before. They were they were acquaintances of Terry. All uh, wicked top guys. You know, I'd happily do another event with them. Just great admin, you know. No one was crap everywhere, and nothing like that. It was all squared away, nice and nice. neatly all the time. Yeah. You know, we 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 packed in a way that if we did get bumped, we would have to ditch our harbor area and then bug out and then re, relocate somewhere else. So you had to be smart. You know, if you finished cooking, finished eating, you packed it away. All your buck all your buckles were done up. Your pouches were done up. You know, I didn't get my belt. I didn't get my sleeping kit out. I didn't, I didn't even put a basher up. I literally just got my jungle bag out inside a bivvy bag with it's a half Z, Z mat. Half said Matt, and luckily where our harbour was, there was this little, this little, little shell scrape type thing. I laid in it; it's almost like a, a submerged <laughs> sun lounge. I was like, "We
0: heard oh. about this at the beginning of the episode about it you uh, apparently magic scurried a little hole and then just went." To I didn't sleep. know. I
2: didn't even. I just happened upon it. I was like, "Oh,
0: this looks yeah. comfortable." So You've yeah, um, for two
2: hours, and then I had a little, had a little siesta <laughs> in the afternoon. Where Wayne took up the reins on the on running a zero for for our section while the patrols yeah. were being carried out. I was my eyes were literally hanging out my head from work the night before, so I was like Wayne. Just grab an hour and a half or so. And, uh, it was about an hour and 40 minutes, I think, I got. And I was right as a button after that. Um, so, yeah, we, we so we established... We, after the ambush, we, we pulled back. We established our harbour area. Um, we started then doing grid searches of locations of the map, um, gathering intel, putting in, LUP, uh, um, putting in um, OPs on trying to spot enemy movements and things like that, which was very, very difficult because, obviously, there was three enemy combatants, if you like, for the event oh. in total. So, enemies. there was three... But so find, trying to find three guys who could just literally go to ground in a forest that's got ferns, dark spots, rhododendrons. All the, all the cover you could possibly wish for was in this 120, 130-acre block of woodland. Um. So Those like I said, the, right the, the here, wouldn't f- wouldn't yeah, when we walked through ferns, some footage on our Instagrams of us walking through ferns that are literally there, you could just go to a knee and you could have 100 guys behind you and you could all just disappear in an instant it was amazing it was so good um and that was the tough thing for it was was trying to locate these guys because they're slippery devils at the best of times no, but were. when they've got when they've got a whole woodlands vegetation on your side as well it's just like i mean there wasn't you didn't even need it i mean I, I, i've been crafting a gilly hood sort of sleeve set up, and that wasn't even required didn't need it, a little bit of can cream darken the skin down a little bit the light patches and stuff like that that's all you'd need there you really you genuinely could just disappear. It was so good. If you just laid down, got in your belt buckle, you would vanish, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, and like I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing with <laughs> it, obviously, is because it was a full canopy, you had a lot of crunchy leaf. It was so dry. Um, so it, it was difficult to move around and not really make much noise. And when you've got a, an eight-man section trying to move at night when there's no other sound, there's no there's there's no, there's no breeze, the trees aren't blowing or nothing like that, you're literally just like crunch crunch and you can't use <laughs> it unless you're using a main pathway or a, there, it was quite handy that there's, there's quite a lot of, there's quite a few game trails at this particular site so um, we were able to use the game trails to sort of where the deer had been running through and that and they'd sort of made little clay pathways through quite a lot of the woodland we were able to sort of utilise them to get around a bit more quieter but um, like I said the ambush the first ambush was the was sort of like a set piece if you like but every other contact anything else that happened after that was completely organic and it just happened because they were in a certain position when we was at a certain position and that's what made it brilliant because they, it was they I mean the ambushes and like out of nowhere, you just get rounds and literally it was like everyone to cover. The drills were great. I mean, Terry said to us that our white light was at night was brilliant. Like not like just walking around, just what lights on everywhere. It was like moving slowly lights off. And then until we could sort of establish, right, we got targets there. It was like extended line and it was like, and it was lights on, move lights out and it, he, he said he said it was brilliant really good when we bumped so, um, into him that
1: night when we were just going to head out and they were heading out as well and we literally yeah just all walked into each other on the road <laughs> that was, just literally that was like well fire.
2: here's a contact but yeah it was great it was sporadic contacts i mean not a great deal of firing i mean i think i probably use a mag and a half for the weekend for the event um and obviously single shot for m4s lmgs were allowed uh, short control bursts mm-hmm. um Wayne did actually, so we had a sniper pair in our section. So we had Tom and Wayne as our sniper pair. So Wayne ran his M4 and he had his bolt action on him at all times, as a sniper would do. And then obviously we had Tom as his uh, spotter, We had a DMR on him. Um, so any any reckeys that we had to do, them two would peel off from the section and go and get to higher ground, um, lay in the cover, you know, sort of, like, sort of scan the area sort of thing for us um, and sort of feedback in the intel they gather like that. Um, and again, it was because it, it's so built up. It was difficult for for the sniper rifles to be used because of because of you didn't have a great clear line of sight. I mean, it was such a lot of it was yeah. close quarters. You know, close quarters battle in in a woodland. There was no buildings. There's no pallets. There's nothing. It's all natural cover, uh, trench systems and ditches. It's all naturally formed over over years. And that's what's cool about it. It's completely untouched. So yeah, yeah I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. It was so good to get back out to just to uh, having a Bergen. It and if you've not got
1: it, you've not it got great it. Great. That's it. Yeah. It was the only really reason good. I use so much ammo was because every time I saw every time we came in contact and I roughly knew where they were, I was just cutting down the bushes. That's all I was there for. I was just yeah. it down was down literally like um, just It was literally like a like, like, uh, plane just... from <laughs> plane
2: from Predator with his minigun. <laughs> like like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. We can shoot Obviously, we've got
1: nowhere to hide was my tactic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. So did you um
0: yeah. did you guys like share kit or was it like you all packed individual sort of setup? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: Or? I mean, I think everyone just sort of squared themselves away. I mean, obviously you do what you do. If someone's getting boiling some water up, anybody else want a cup of coffee? Anyone else want to make a brew? There was loads of that going on, which was cool. Hmm. Um, Andy obviously doesn't eat hot dinners or hot drinks. He's weird, so he just. Um, <laughs> Well, no, his just, his, his, his cook it. system was well easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought because of the heat, I'm not even going to bother taking a cook system because you can eat those Wayfarer meals cold. Mm. Um, So I was just like, what's the point of it taking the extra weight? I'd rather ditch that and be able to carry more water, which is what I did. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, right. that was fine for me.
2: Mm. And how did you get on with your webbing? So it was the first time you ran webbing. And, first you know,
1: time I ran webbing, like... um yeah, it took a bit of getting used to. Still need to adjust it in places. Um, I definitely think I'm going to go over to. Uh, the, is it the Dutch Army vest webbing that you run, Lance? Yeah, but the yoke, the
2: which is what I've got, that's what I've got here actually. And, and yeah, with I, had to, I actually found with mine that my belt. So where I where I attached the Dutch Army yoke to the to the to the to the webbing belt itself, um, it was actually there was actually it's not the fact that there was a gap there, but it actually made the belt sit a little bit too low on me which I found when we were stopping going to ground, like kneeling and that, I just find that the, the pouches would catch on my back and, and sort of like ride up a little bit. So as soon as I got back that day, um, <laughs> I was there just completely dismantled it. I took every pouch off, just and I positioned it exactly where I wanted it and then sort of yeah. reattached it. So it's not, actually now been completely, where I had a little gap there, I don't know if you can see that, I did have a gap between the bottom of the vest and the top of the pouches. So these yeah. pouches have actually gone up about two well, inches now, an inch and a half. And that is just like I'm just well happy with that. So that is a wicked little setup, um, which I can't wait to get back out again. It was so comfortable because it spreads the load all across your chest, your shoulders, your back. It's not just on two two straps there, which does work well. Um, but yeah, that's just extra comfy, extra extra comfy.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll There's loads of you. um. What loads of questions about species for you? So, um. Uh, <clears throat> this is obviously regarding the keeping people separate at the beginning of the event so SEO says even our large events will have these separate elements for briefings we will never allow people to get to know the opposition
1: mm, that was cool Yeah, see yeah. that's a cracking idea I love
0: that yeah, that, that is really
1: made it half the fun for me but nice and it brings
2: fun. that PID in into it where people say about camo patterns and things like that and it's just yeah. like well you're seeing each other to start with and things like that. So I don't know how there can be any question of it. But like we were just, it was just free range It was two SF units, you know, we had some in Tiger, in, well, a bit of Tiger Strike, we had DPM, we had MTP going on. Likewise for, um, we had some US Woodland stuff and it was likewise for, for the enemy force we were against. But it's just knowing who you're with and PID in the target you're against correctly yeah. and efficiently. And there shouldn't be any green, or any blue on blues going on and stuff like that. Unless it's like an absolute massive crazed frenzy battle and around buildings and you're just cutting in and out of doorways and it's like, oh shit, bang, by accident. But you've got to be mindful of it, knowing where other sections are and stuff like that. That's it's cool.
0: Yeah. I know that was one of the things I found at um, the Defiant event was we, you know, I've been to enough DEA events that where, where you're meeting up at the beginning to do the briefing, you get as many photos as the enemy as possible because, I'm not being funny, but most likely you will have to go and find certain members of the... VIPs you know and I I know I get that it's probably an element that's kind of outside the scope of the game but it gives you that little edge in terms of oh yeah I've got a photo of them at the beginning I know who they are it's Um, cheating though is it cheating or is it using it to your advantage the briefing
1: isn't part of the game is it no I get that I get that but that's (laughs) why I
0: think it'd be a really good idea to keep people separate because it you know I mean for example Kevin at the um fine event, we, we were taking loads of photos of him and like trying to keep an eye on what he was wearing because we thought he was going to be HVT, he wasn't, mm. but um, yeah, um, Marky Mark. So, was this the start of the Milsimirus, Milsim Milsim similar, similar, uh,
2: it potentially? Yes, it was a very good, it was a very impressive first attempt at this sort of yeah. style of event, and I don't think we had any complaints. We had some good criticism come back, positive stuff. Oh, perhaps we could do this. With like a few extra numbers next time, not a lot. I don't think it requires for for the style no, that Terry and, to, and myself are going for. It's, it's it doesn't require many more, so it is going to be quite a, a small select event, um, which in a, way, in a way is really good because you.
0: That being you know, said, though, I think Border Wars and Milson West and things kind of run this sort of type of thing. You know, where sort of people are tabbing in. In Bergen's mm. and stuff like that, I would love to go to a massive event like that. Oh, yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Uh, but you know, the area cool that to... we do it in, it, 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 it
2: would. It no, would I appreciate that. Spoil but I mean, if you,
0: if you had the site to do it, you know, oh, yeah, I, 100%, I, I could just 100%. sort of envisage this kind of like big trail of people like moving through and like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, yeah Armored columns and. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Helicopters um, and reinforcement. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing. If, if you've got a site that warrants it, you know, having having an actual supply convoy that is actually dropping supplies off four units of the field. So, yeah, that would like.
2: be a great thing about it. And that, that, where we brought that water element into it, there's, there's so many mm. other things that we can do um, without having to increase the number of people by too much. Um, Obviously, people will get a chance to have a slice of the pie. Don't get me wrong; this isn't just because certain people have ta- attended. That's it. There's no. The doors not going to be open. There will, there will be. There will be options, and there, I think it was Kenny that asked. Yes, 100, percent there'll be another event. There will be other events uh, in the future. One yeah, coming so up. I'd, I'd, sooner I'd than you element, think maybe?
1: I'd quite like the element of uh, limited ammo because <clears> I, I went out. There was no limited ammo on the spec sheet, so I just went out with a couple of. Uh, bags full of 3,000 BBs. Mm. Didn't use that much, but for the LMG, no, not at all. I, exactly. I I, for the LMG, I did end up using a, an entire box mag, because I was more cover for when you guys were falling back. or. Pushing you
2: were doing exactly what an LMG gunner would do, though. So Suppressive fire. To,
1: yeah, so I was starting to run out, so maybe having like a supply drop, so you're only allowed, you're not allowed to take out any extra ammo, and halfway through the day, a supply drop or something gets in you've got to get some more or something mm, mm, that mm, could mm. add another element. So you're, you're picking your engagements more as well.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. I think that would probably come into it more with a, with an increased footfall on the ground. Yeah. That would be a requirement. Mm. Definitely.
0: Uh, SEO says no need to limit when everyone is sensible.
2: Yeah. Again, exactly that. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I to, i to I bombed up a mag and a half. So I had I, I half a mag. When I got back to my harbour area, I thought, right, I'm going to take, like something we've always said before, as soon as you get back from a patrol, bomb your mags, refill your water. So the first thing did, sat down, bomb my mags up, had a drink, got a brew on. Every, all my kit was sat there next to me, ready to go. As soon as we needed to yeah. move, straight back on, no worrying about. Um, and that was it, yeah, mag and a half I used for the weekend. Single shot, yeah. just perfect, perfect. Not I have to away. admit,
0: some of the best some of the best firefights I think I've ever had is where you actually start to run low of ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you know, you're, you're, you actually need to drop down to pistols, and you like, you're, you know, you're sharing mags with people, and that, that to me is like a crux of a, a proper good. Oh, we might not survive this. <laughs> you know, at that point, it's, yeah, it's yeah, nothing to do shoot. with your physical skill of shooting the enemy. It's, it's literally you're running out of supplies. Yeah. Um, SEO said I bombed up four MP9 mags and emptied three and a half at the end. So.
2: The end was nice, great. Yeah. Mortar rounds being called in and stuff like that. It was great. So, so was that so Terry? Was that, a, some, a stage? that was that that what that the very last bit, the very very last bit, when they uh, to out. an extent, but not the way it happened.
3: Oh, <laughs> so it,
2: it, the, the the debts and that were all set there. It was as and when we were going to utilize them was completely organic. That's when it did. That's, that's when it came to a natural ending. It was yeah, just like, that was well, this is perfect. This is perfect. Hence why I didn't get a chance to get any uh, any any camera or anything set up to actually record <laughs> that last bit. It was just like, no, do you know what? I'm not going to bother. It's just wicked. I just want to be in, in this sort of moment with all you, obviously you, all you lot, make that make that call in. And then sort of like, yeah, keep your heads down. We've got more rounds coming in over this little civvy area, which is obviously completely free of civilians. Um, and then three <laughs> seconds later, it was
0: <laughs> boom, 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 boom.
2: And that was it. Yeah. Bombing up under fire is part of it. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Kenny Rebel says, don't mind paying with an ammo cap like 120 for a rifle and makes you pick your targets more. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, and it makes the LMGs more tactical.
2: So. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: There's nothing more annoying when you go out in a meal sim and literally the first 20 minutes is people walking out the safe zone just firing their guns randomly. You're like, oh. <laughs> oh. here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, so just quickly whizzing through SEO said they use heat packs for their meals. Yep. I'm assuming nice. that this is um, Terry. On the SCO yeah. one. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and he also said some of the best white light discipline he's seen. So
2: That was good. It was good. I didn't run thermal. didn't run nods or anything. But I think one of no, our guys had, a, had, a, had, a, had nods on his, um, had, a, had a night scope on his rifle. Um, uh, thermal. And that was I think, it. Yeah. It, was, oh, it was thermal and yeah, a night scope a, then. There was one thermal scope and one night vision scope. And that
1: was it mm. for eight of us. It was cool. But you, well, don't, I, I, I,
0: you don't need everyone fully kitted up, and I think that makes it more of a teamwork thing when you don't, because yeah, it you was know, good. I mean, I prefer to using my pack. To work together I just didn't there.
2: take it out. Never used it once. Never used it once the entire weekend. It was quite refreshing too. Actually, it was it was quite nice to get back to the, the noise mm-hmm. discipline. Like I said, it's made me quite complacent previously, where I've been able to see and just I've not thought about my footfall. I've not thought about moving slower because you can see you just sort of like bumbling along at a normal daytime speed. In the dead of night, when there's no other sort of ambient sound around you, you're in a dead quiet forest that you can hear the slightest twig break. And you're just like, because you can hear and you can see everything in front of you. Whereas when you've got no night vision or thermal on you, you're very, very sort of rolling your foot as you walk, you know, putting the heel down, then the side of the foot, then the toe treading carefully sliding your foot you rubbing. feel you feel a branch you're like nope that's it yeah it's like stop yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's indicating to guys that it's like you hold something or someone else till they've got their hand on it as well move things like that it was cool it was quality yeah. i mean you couldn't avoid making something or even terry said it's, it's a nightmare to get around here at night being uber quiet unless you're using the main vehicle trails or the all the all the game trails the game trails were a godsend
0: so uh, yeah. paulus Wales, what webbing did you use
1: Uh, Andy, what was your kit that you used? Uh, Mine was um, literally just uh, uh, an eBay set, um, X army is what it said on it.
2: Yeah, nice. MTP.
1: Um, MTP. That was... Got all the pouches with it. I think it was about 79 quid I ended up paying for it after postage. I didn't think that was too bad bad. for the first. I didn't want to spend too much because it was the first time running it. I might have absolutely hated it. Yeah. So... Um, but I definitely think there's a few changes that I want to make, and I definitely want to try the um uh Dutch setup The you run, Lance. It looks mm-hmm. a lot more comfortable. I mean, I've got here, I mean, this is my this is one of my oldest
2: weeks now, it's been my chair back a bit. So, this is a PLCE um webbing set. So, I run that's that's what I ran all day, every day for the event. So, I've got the two that's my ammo, two of them there, which will hold three mag seats, three M4 mags each. So i six mags on me there, one in the rifle, uh, water bottle. Um, cook set, uh, first aid, water bottle, and then sort of add mini bits in there, like whether I need like all my having bits and bobs. And that's obviously that goes onto the Dutch army yoke, um, just to sort of fix little different points around there. got my little mora knife as well because that's just a wicked bit of kit, more knife. So that's what I ran as my sort of main sort of like survival kit, you know, all everyday kit. And then I use the 60 litre uh camelback mother load bag, um to carry my sleep system and, and the additional rations I needed and like the small sort of like, tool set for your rifle and things like that, spare battery, but not not a great deal of kit required at all. I had a poncho, I had, a, I had my basher in there, um, my, uh, my foot care kit, um, uh, first uh, fire extinguisher, uh, Terry brought along a main first aid kit for our harbour area. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we, everyone had their own little personal ones, but just in case anything mega, mega serious happened and it didn't, which was good. A couple of rolled ankles, I think. Uh, from the undulating land um, but other than that yeah everyone was super duper safe no one was a dick it was uh, brilliant it was a great brilliant bunch of guys all high fives and back slapping at the end and uh, you couldn't want for any more than that
0: really there was no, no. yeah
2: I'll take your hits I, do you know what I didn't hear that once he's not taking it he's not
0: taking a hit he's not no. uh, he's being a dick he's not, it's nothing it's a lot harder to do when you're actually playing with your mates yeah I mean, but then like you say like it does, it does guys, make I'm a massive difference
2: before. You know, yeah, um, but yeah it was no, strong. but it's it so still,
0: cool. it's still, if, it, if it's a little, a little event and you know, it, it doesn't really, I think it's as soon as you start introducing players that don't know each other as well, um, oh, yeah, you know, there's no just, trust I, there and stuff.
2: Just saw Wayne's comment there, so yeah, we happened upon their harbour area, um, in the sort of dead of night, sort of crept up there, sort of flashed a white light now and again, no movement, so we, we, they would come up from them fast asleep, much like they did to us the following day, um. But then, when, we, when, we, when someone panned a white light down, there was a little baby deer just sort of laying down about probably fifteen foot away from Terry and his boys. Just like it made it like it was like a little nest in, in the in the bracken, and he just had his head pop up like that, staring at us. And we were like, we were all there, like all tactical like this, and we all went,
3: "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it was like a
2: it was like a unanimous "Oh!" little baby deer. <laughs> like
0: this, yes. Yeah, so we all went to mush for a little bit there, and it was like that's come on. Operate. I'm still <laughs> yeah. disappointed that you didn't have stag, stag sorted out. I know, That's, I know, I know. That that is poor.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should have done. But we, I mean, to be fair, we were shot yeah, was, to bits. We were, oh, Absolutely, we everyone was shot to ribbons. I mean, I'd have done it, but I'd have fallen asleep. I'd have quite happily held my hands up and gone, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to last about 20 minutes."
0: Because I was,
2: <laughs> we were on our. By the time we got, back, oh no, I get about, it. About, yeah, must have been what three, three. I think I got to bed about yeah, two forty. Yeah, and we then we've got bumped at five thirty i was yeah,
1: just like I, oh I, 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 I sat down in the hammock and was like oh, I'm just gonna lie down for a minute next thing I know i'm being tapped saying you're dead and i'm like oh all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it was a, it was a it was a very polite, polite it was a very polite attack on us because we were I've very polite been, to them
1: yeah I've never been killed so politely and gently like I got a little rock in the hammock <laughs> like, to, just to wake me up yeah. you're dead you're dead mate oh I right, I'll go back to sleep. And that was your, um, that was your
2: first um, first uh, sleep out in a hammock as well, Andy, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it said that.
1: Uh, oh, another convert lovely, to the hammock another, world. Another, yeah.
0: another, You'll have to catch up on the uh, the first half hour of the podcast, Lars. I'm
1: oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry for my
2: timeliness. I was watering my cucumbers.
0: No, that's fine. Um, Dan says, what type of medic rules did you use? Ah. Yeah,
2: so that was a different one as well for this, yeah. another element for this event. Um... Obviously, Andy, we had, uh, we had a biggest call sign, so we had sort of like a standard medic thing. We had two 200 Ks each or two bandages each. Um, uh, the opposing force, obviously, because they had a smaller number, what they almost had like an extra life, if you like, like a three life sort of thing. And it was a whole, you could medic yourself. We didn't have a designated medic for this event purely because of the numbers that we had. Um, and again, it wasn't like a, oh, trudge back to the harbour area, pull yourself back 50 metres, 75 metres from the contact. Uh, you obviously had your five-minute bleed out. So once you was dead, five minutes, lay out on the ground. Um, and that was another thing as well. As soon as you're hit, just lay on the floor. Waiting for your medic, just lay flat on the floor. It's nice and dry. You're not in a puddle or mud or anything like that. Just lay on the floor, nice and flat. You're not going to get... If someone starts lacing you up and you're laying dead on the floor holding a tourniquet or a bandage, and that's, that is a dick move, there was none of that going on. So people just laid on the floor. It looks better. Um, and then obviously, once you are... Once you've been out for five minutes, then it's, you walk back 75 metres or so to a, to an area that's not going to affect the game, like by, I mean, flanking maneuvers and things like that. And then when you come back in, you come back in directly to your unit. You don't go and flank around the back of them because you've got a free ticket to get around the back of, your, of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You come straight back to your unit, and then you get back in like that. So that's how the uh, that's how the medic rules work for this event. Yeah. Going I forward, they will really change. Well. It did work well, and like I said, because well. of the numbers that we had. Um, it worked very well, and it and it worked particularly well for for Terry's team because obviously it it, it then created that element yeah. of this is a much bigger force than what we actually yeah. anticipated it being. So um, yeah. which was good, which was just in great. the
1: harbour area, I, I honestly swear to God there was four or five of them. In that, yeah, on, on it, they almost level.
2: could have had another 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 set, almost not a section, yeah. but it's almost like you you had like a like a seven man section split into two. Although there was only three of them there, well, the way they were yeah. displacing and, and laying fire down and that it was quality It was so good. You know, using that use the cover really well. Yeah, it's good.
0: Cool. Right, we'd probably better call it a day because we're actually running out. Um, I appreciate there's lots of comments and bits and pieces that people have thrown in. Uh just run through them quick. Dan says Milton West, limit your ammo per squad, i.e. nine man squad with one LMG, and then the team have to decide how to split their BBs. Nice, good mm-hmm. like job, that. sure. um, yep. That's been Ray discussed. Ray says, How comes no one talking about Lance's piss poor finger pointing skills? Uh, which is reference <laughs> to some of the <laughs> imagery on uh on Instagram. Um, silly, gilly oh, says 20, a gilly. silly gilly says a gilly is always required um, <laughs> quick question was what was the escape and evasion element to the event uh, were you the people trying to escape
2: no so we was a hunter force, Ed. So we were the hunter force um, so it was the we were all hot on the tails of Terry and his team so basically our uh, our objective was to kill capture, photograph, gather evidence to show that this uh, country that wanted to be all pally pally in that were Basically, essentially, our, we wanted to escalate uh, the situation. We didn't. We didn't want our country to disarm our nuclear program. We wanted it to maintain its strength and powers and things like that. So, when we got wind of this uh, country that wanted us to do that, sending in their special forces unit to take out one of our, um, or to extract one of our top guys who have been involved in this program, then it was our task to uh, to prevent that happening, which we did. Uh, photograph the enemy, which we did, and obviously then prevent them escaping, which we didn't do. So obviously yeah, that was the ending passes. of the event. They got a sneaky past us to their extraction point uh, on the Sunday morning or Sunday the Sunday lunchtime, should I say? But yeah, it was a case of searching. We had no idea where they were. We had no idea on their numbers. We had no idea uh, essentially what they were aiming to do um, until we started uh, getting into the game and obviously discovering these bits of intel uh, and things like that. So yeah, it was just a grid by grid search of the map. Looking for any evidence of where they were, trying to find their harbour area, which we did do eventually. Um, but yeah, they were well dug in and um, very, very sneaky. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was, it was, a, it, it was a good. Uh, it was. It was simple. It was a simple storyline, um, but very, very but, difficult to carry it out, yeah. well, both physically and obviously like a mental challenge as well. So yeah, that was good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and I want to do more now.
1: It, that big battle. That you normally get at the end of an event we didn't really have that which was really mm. nice actually um see that's what i said we previously didn't know, we didn't know where their uh, extraction point was so we had to kind of cover the whole of the land with only eight people mm. to try and work out where they were going to be going from to basically get out the country yeah exactly which was absolutely brilliant so we ended up getting in that quick firefight with the mortars and then
2: we sat there waiting, and then they... You got the phone call, didn't you? Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm out, I'm out the country. Literally, I literally got a WhatsApp text. <laughs> I literally got a WhatsApp message
3: from Terry saying,
2: uh, by the way, just X I was like, shit, sneaky <laughs> <Yeah>. little bugger. <laughs> so that was it. It was n then. And um, yeah, just quality. It was so good. It was wicked. So I can't wait to... I mean, obviously, Terry's just put in there now. He's going to be doing a, a debrief from his point of view tomorrow. Um, I'm on I guess. going to So Terry, if you let oh, us yeah. know...
0: Um, any details of that I'll, I'll obviously put it up on the chat as well yeah
2: I'll
1: be
0: on that definitely
2: I'll mm. 100% mate yeah uh, so, um,
0: st- Stony Strikes this type of event sounds awesome think I might try a next year
2: definitely mate yep get yourself involved, um, buddy
0: um. right I think that's probably it so we probably better call it a day um, there was a couple of comments there was one question from Warehouse Rat easiest way to sight in new optics on an airsoft rifle uh, we'll cover that next week um, mhm well, we'll do that at the start of the episode. I don't want you to miss out. Um, if you're interested in the uh, debrief from SEO, that'll be uh, 2,000 on my Insta. Eight, eight o'clock, Mike. Eight o'clock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hot. Sorry. I'm very hot and tired. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock on uh, on Terry's Insta. Um, sorry about that, Terry. Sorry, Terry. <laughs>
2: um it, it. Is, cool. it will be at uh, two thousand
0: o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought I thought Terry was just flexing on the number of followers or something. <laughs> yeah, <it's funny. laughs> there's two thousand people on my Insta. I don't think I need to advertise on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <so. laughs> um, next week we're going to be talking about stag. Um, we have a slight mix-up um, of the programme due to. Um, organizing some guests and the like um so we are going to be covering stag what is it how to make it interesting what to do what to look for how to coordinate how to contribute the tactics night engagement distances challenging units etc etc so whilst on the face of it it might be quite a boring episode hopefully you know in our own unique oh way, yeah we really can cover sell quite it a lot of, no, i'm just saying you <laughs> can cover quite a lot of different facets and elements of stag duty um people that haven't been on a sim, obviously you know i don't make that a meme <laughs> uh, no um, it's two thousand o'clock. It's time for the mic show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, there was another question as well from Pony Tony from Milson. What kind of kit would I be looking to play a DMRL set? Again, we'll cover that on the next one. Uh, lastly, Marky Mark, I'm a northerner living in the south. Struggle with trying to find a decent chippy that does scraps and good gravy. All southern chippies are crap so far. So if anyone <gasps> can help Marky Mark, let Get him know. Yourself
1: down to my hometown, man. There's two <laughs> that are blinding. There's there's some good ones in London down by the oh, uh, London Eye. Oh, they are spot on. Look up the, the Harbour scraps. Fish Bar. In his Grinstead, yeah. West Sussex.
0: Harbour Fish okay. Bar, mate. My mate Paul runs it. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Terry, I'm just looking up your Instagram. Is it the SEO underscore Terry underscore 01? Can you He's let got me know? Two, he? I, I know, I just want to make sure that uh, I have in the right one. Or it's SEO underscore Terry... <laughs> Oh, quick, one quick, of those. quick um quick point that i'd like to make i never knew that deer's
2: bark oh yeah that was weird mate so we went and was... so it was just getting it was probably about <laughs> half nine ish at night so we just patrolled out we got into this little um uh little wood block within the woods it was like obviously we got the pathways and the main vehicle tracks they sort of like separate this up into little grids of woods yeah. with a perimeter pathway around a lot of them so we got into this section it's really dark it's quite light outside of it but it's got such a oh, thick intertwined canopy as soon as you got in there, it was like it's night. And we there was this like natural trench system that runs around the edge of it. So he's all laid up, like an all-round defence. just getting eyes on these different trails to see if we could pick up these guys' manoeuvring. Laying there must have been a good 15, 20 minutes, nice and quiet. And then I looked to my right, and I just see the silhouette of this deer coming to, the, to our woodland. And he stops. And he knows there's something there, but he don't know what it is that's there, which is obviously us. And he's probably two or three metres away from me and I'm just sort of laying really still like that and it's gone I went
0: (laughs) brown pants I was
2: like I don't know if he's going to charge at me I don't know if he's going to and I just got on the road I went there's a fucking dude barking at me but
1: but when he did it because you were right on the far edge like I was in between three other guys like in a little triangle on that corner when he barked and you went like that everyone went (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, like, I was, was the like first genuine. If he was going
2: to charge, it was going to be me, and then it'd be the rest of them. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like that. But then I think, something, whether, whether I moved or somebody moved, that sort of yeah. spooked him, and he, he went back out again. But I was
0: like,
3: oh,
2: thank God for that.
0: Ooh. <laughs> How do we lose Lance? Because of a deer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just carried
2: um, off by one in its mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The little Not baby one—they're huh? the ones you have got to worry about. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, ter- ter- Terry's Terry's Instagram is SEO underscore Terry underscore O one. one Um, Not so it. please feel free to watch that tomorrow at eight mm-hmm. o'clock or Absolutely. twenty or, twenty hundred hours. Or, uh, or two thousand. He's also sorry. got two thousand. Yeah, or two thousand. <laughs> It's got 1,023 followers, so go do Terry a Terrier follow. There you go. Yes, let's get 10, it up to 2,000, and then, then it won't look so silly. <laughs> um, uh, right. Uh, lastly, just a reminder, obviously, on our 100th episode, there's lots of exciting stuff going on, as well as our um, DIY plate carrier competition. Yes. Um, we'll on, be putting some details about that on the socials as well. I just had to get the raffle one out first. So you can win a Conus scope. Oh, I can't remember the exact make. The Konus Pro AS34, two times, really six bit, times, and 28 times zoom. Something like that. It. Can you out. take it
3: out
2: of the box, Andy? Take it out of the box. Yeah, go on. Get it out. Just get it out for us. Get it out for us and give it a wiggle on the screen. It comes, it comes protected as well.
0: Condoms included.
2: For your, for your pleasure.
0: So there you go. So you can win that Ooh. bad boy um, by submitting uh, various photos of your homemade plate carrier. Uh, the more ingenious and creative your plate carrier the better um the only caveat is that it must BBM. be of of a plate carrier ilk don't mm. just like stick a few plates to your chest and go done um so we want to we'll we wanna see awesome. uh, we'll
1: also stick that up yeah we'll put we'll put the
0: rules up so um
2: but yeah then the rules
0: no no fee to enter that one let's literally just just that's come just up with a giggles. come up with a design and have a go um Right, lastly, I think that's... No, that's everything. That's everything we've got this week. Uh, Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. See you next week. Always a pleasure. (laughs) No, that's all. Enjoy this next week at 8 o'clock. Um, and in the meantime, feel free to get in touch with us. You can do so on our email at nofochat.hotwell.com. Instagram is at November Foxhot Nofo, and our website is November Or you can contact us on our own individual Instagrams Nineveld airsoft v sign CoolSign, Quartermaster, or Lance is at the underscore punished underscore one underscore. Um, thanks again for joining us. It's always a pleasure, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and just cool. remember say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys said i found chow say that 2000